Exchange student from Argentina. Yeah, we've got an, we've got an exchange student for actually for a little over two weeks now. He he arrived yesterday. Oh, he's okay. super. He's actually he's super nice. I like him a lot. We think we might. That's great. We might keep him, but like we <laughs> feel obliged to be a little more present in the lives of the children in our house. Uh, you know, a little more active as parents, trying to arrange fun activities. Like, basically, for two weeks, we have to pretend to be good parents. I see. And then once this kid leaves, we can go back to being neglectful <laughs> assholes. Yeah, see, that's why that's why we never had an exchange student when we were growing up. Because mm. you weren't... Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway. I mean... Yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah. Um, no, it's it's it, it's been fun. It's just like it's like you've got it when okay when it's okay. just Tilo. Okay, when it's just Tilo around, I can be like, yeah, I don't have time or the energy to make dinner tonight. I'm sure he can find something to eat in the kitchen. <laughs> and with You're this like, guy, I, I don't I don't have the wherewithal to put on pants today, <laughs> so I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also. I've really been bottling up the swear words in my own home. Obviously, I'm unbottling them for our podcast because that's what Obviously. our listeners expect. Are they? Are they? So, th- but they're they're still there. They're in the basement. Yeah. So they could probably hear it when I shout swear words at you, which will undoubtedly happen sooner or later. Um, I'm up, I'm upstairs. You know, I'm up in Christine's in my bedroom, and they're down in the basement. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the upstairs up your house. You have. I'm sure you have seen the. Oh no, I don't think I have. What, would you like me to give you a virtual tour now? No. Okay then. Um, in that case, John, you're <laughs> okay. listening to Being Jim Davis because the night belongs to Garfield. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, today is Tuesday. The 26th of June, 1979, and we are looking at the 373rd ever Garfield. John, this is a highly rare and collectible palindrome number. We have not had a palindrome number since uh, 363. It's been about 10. It's been about 10 episodes. It's hard to say exactly how long, but about 10. John, uh, scientists have yet to determine the space <laughs> between 363 and 373. How many numbers well, fit mean, in there? Nobody knows. It's infinite. Yeah. Nobody Aleph knows. sub uh, panel one. <laughs> John, what happens in today's episode of Garfield? Yes, Chris, uh, in today's episode of Garfield. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> In characterizing their simultaneous near-death experiences, John Arbuckle and Garfield betray highly divergent theological outlooks. John, um, I'm, I'm listening. Is that the right to you. one? Is that this one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm listening to you, but I'm also pouring my first glass of this. What promises to be a fairly disappointing <laughs> blended tropical drink? Oh fuck no! Uh, that's delightful. Oh yeah, I wish I had some. Oh, John. 
Got got myself like a half a you know a mini watermelon. You know one of those spherical watermelons. You get them for yeah. like three or four dollars. I don't like those spherical watermelons. Like who do they? Who are they kidding? Who do they think they're fooling with their? It's it's against God's law. Their ways. That's not what a <laughs> watermelon. It's not right. <laughs> I got I got about half a one. Chucked it in a blender. Obviously, I took off the green part. Chucked it in. A, didn't take out the seeds. Fuck that. I was going to ask that, and then I thought, no. Chucked I it think, in a blender. I think I know that he did. With a couple knobs of fresh garlic. Obviously, I peeled it. And the juice of two limes. And just a few ice cubes. Mmm. I uh, I finished my raspberry ale. This is a delightful and, uh, summer beverage. Moving on to the uh, sequench session sour. Oh, God. I can't get enough of this. All right. Panel one. From the the sweet to the sour. Panel one. Oh, and that is sour. Okay. John Arbuckle and Garfield are in standard veterinary waiting room position. Um, I mean, I I guess. It's, I mean, every veterinary waiting room panel thus far has been this position. Okay. So you just, you're, you're, this is establishing the standard? Okay. All right. I mean, you know. We'll see. I guess I'm uh, I'm on board with that. I guess I mean uh... we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I honestly, at this point, don't remember how many panels of veterinary waiting room. I mean, you really would see. know better than I do at this point since you've already read the first panel of today's strip. Oh, have you not read I mean, this I, week's strip? I'm assuming I'm assuming you just read it since you started to describe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're here yeah. in 1979 with our newspapers. Right. Blah right. blah blah blah. Yeah, you know this already, yeah. listener. Suspend your disbelief, motherfucker. Um, um, but okay, yeah. Pan, uh, John Arbuckle is holding a cat, which cat Garfield, mm-hmm. and he's standing in front of a. A front desk, yeah, a reception desk, and the receptionist, John at right, reception is, desk at left, um, at left, mm-hmm. and she says the doctor will see your cat in a moment. I think there are a few things notable about this panel, John, and we'll, we'll see how you feel about it. Number one, there's a nameplate on the desk. It's, <laughs> the word, the the title, doctor, yeah. is very clearly written. And then the name is like rubbed out as if this veterinarian has just joined the FBI witness protection program. I think it's like, it's like, this is, okay, this is interesting, but it's like, yeah, I, I think Jim Davis was too lazy to, to write all of it out. Or maybe he started writing doctor and then remembered like, oh wait, this wouldn't be the doctor's placard because this isn't the doc- doctor. This is the front desk. Right. And so I sh- I'll just I'll just uh, kind of scribble the rest of this, and which, it'll be, I'll pretend it's too hard to read because it's them all. Which, but then he forgot that it's it already said doctor on it. <laughs> I like that. Which which brings me to my second point, John. Why is the receptionist also dressed like a doctor? She's not dressed like a. She's dressed. Oh, I guess she is. Yeah. She's wearing exactly the same outfit as spoiler alert first appearance of liz the veterinarian in panel two she's wearing but we don't know that because she's not you no know, she's not named in today's strip she's named tomorrow but but look listen our listeners have been around the block they've read ahead they know who liz the veterinarian is this is a big day we're introducing a new long-running character 
We haven't met her yet in panel one, but that, yeah, that <laughs> that receptionist is wearing exactly the same outfit as Liz the veterinarian in panel two. That receptionist yeah. is also dressed as a veterinarian, which is weird. This this receptionist is a spitting image of Liz the veterinarian. I mean, in costume, okay, not in the glasses. The yeah. glasses yeah. are yeah, the glasses. Panel two, John. My final point on panel one. Do you feel that the receptionist's breasts are just, their perkiness makes you a little uncomfortable? I feel like Jim Davis is really underlined. Like, he didn't have to draw them that way. I, f- I feel a little bit of the, the male gaze yeah, from Jim right? Davis. Yeah. Like, they are super prominent right? in a way that they did not have to be. Like, I'm glad that, he, you know, he's featuring more women mm-hmm. in this one. The gender balance is is uh, almost equal today. Yeah, yeah. Garfield has had a terrible gender balance up to this point. It still basically does, but it's a little better. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's equal from a number of characters standpoint. I was thinking of, like, each character is in a different instance. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Liz whatever. shows up in panel two. <laughs> Panel two, Liz. standard Liz the veterinarian position. <laughs> Bursting in from uh, from the other room, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of, sort of like Kramer on Seinfeld. <laughs> kind of like she, she clearly has opened this door quickly, and she's like, "Jerry," John is, she says. <laughs> John is startled. He dur- turns around in a, a single take, mm-hmm. uh, and Garfield is is it, uh, clutches. Uh, his, Garfield he appears to, to be breast. squirming. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he, I don't know, John's turning around startled him, yeah. I guess. I Side know. note, does John Arbuckle not have a cat carrier? I have never seen John Arbuckle employ a cat carrier when he's taken Garfield somewhere. Which yeah, we've and, seen and, a few yeah, times now. Yeah, we've seen it numerous times, and it's always, uh, it's always some, like, ridiculous situation that happens. Like, I think there was one where we saw the car. Yeah, and Garfield, Garfield was, was like, just loose yeah. in the car. That is that is terrible cat ownership. You cannot leave a cat loose in a car when you're driving around. The cat will freak out and get like between you and the brake pedal or something. Well, I mean, you can you can do it under the under, under certain circumstances. I like I did it when I was driving across the country with my cat. No, that's fair, but I mean, in yeah. that particular circumstance, like Garfield yeah. was freaking out. Like you're not going to leave your cat in the carrier the whole time when you're doing that. No, no, I suppose not. Once the cat has sort of uh, acculturated itself to the acclimated interior itself, of the car. Yeah. Acclimated is a better word. Yeah. Well, I was really referring the to cult- the culture, <laughs> right. the new culture of the car, you know. The, right. The, c- <laughs> the, the life ways of car people. The, the zeitgeist of the car. Their car um. talk. <laughs> anyway, uh... The mystery veterinarian says, who's next, please? Yeah, yeah. She opens the door. She is, a, for some reason, appears to be holding a stress ball in her right <laughs> hand. <laughs> That's what that is, right? Um, well, it's the doorknob, but she's stand, she, her body is at like a 45-degree angle. Like, mm-hmm. she, is, she is leaning hard on that doorknob. Yeah, yeah, she really is. And, John, <laughs> if... If the depiction of the female form in panel one <laughs> made you feel somewhat uncomfortable, <laughs> listeners, do yourselves a favor and do not look at panel two. 
because I feel like Jim Davis is just going all out to on I making mean, her foot like look like a hand or making your hand look like a foot making her hand look like a foot as she's air DJing yes that's right. what I was going to say also like the way her breasts and buttocks are protruding in what is apparently a skin tight veterinarian's outfit I find highly disconcerting not John Arbuckle though he is pleased to um ogle No her. he's got he has a big old smile and uh and that's all there is to say about that John I'm going to pour myself a second glass of this delightful watermelon drink Then that leaves it for me to describe panel 3 in which John and Garfield are whatever they're standing there John's standing there holding Garfield I guess I should say and he has a look of satisfaction on his face, mm-hmm. to which he says, I think I just died and went to heaven. Garfield uh, responds, I think I just died. And Garfield looks like, oh, sort of. So they, they have different notions of, of uh, eschatology mm. here. Excellent, excellent introduction of the term eschatology. I, I, f- I feel like it was missing from your synopsis. <laughs> John, may I ask? May I ask your preferred variety of eschatology? Hey, the Norse one's pretty great, I think. Okay. Elaborate. Uh, I don't. I don't have any opinions. Uh-huh. Apocalyptic eschatology, perhaps. Yeah, it's, it's it's all it's all great. It's all good stuff. Imminent eschatology. What do we think of this Garfield strip? Eschatology, eschatology dipped in chocolate. Um, maybe an eschatology beignet with some Nutella on it. Am I right? Ugh. Why would you ruin a beignet like that? I I had a beignet with some Nutella on it today. And I got to tell you, I was a little skeptical at first. Yeah. It was real good. It yeah, was, I better be. I, I mean, those are both delicious things. You put them together, it was real good. That's true. Uh, uh, what do I whatever. think of this strip? I, uh, I mean, what it's yeah, yeah. I uh, like coming so so quick on the heels of Jim Davis's at the very at, of Jim Davis's sort of clueless at best treatment of of uh, gender reassignment surgery. Oh yeah, the the male female dynamics in today's strip make me very uncomfortable. Really? Well, I just it just yeah yeah the way the female characters are drawn, I feel like they're they're just like like they're eighty percent boobs and butts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. It's bad. I don't know that it's really like in. I mean, I guess. I get, okay, look, if I'm going to put a positive spin on it, this isn't a positive spin, but two things I've noticed looking at Liz. Number one, her face is almost exactly the same as John Arbuckle's, except that she has sort of lip, you know, (laughs) lips drawn in. Number two, I'm noticing, it looks to me like she's wearing black lipstick. Is she kind of a goth? In this, it does kind of look like that. She looks kind of yeah. gothy, right? Dark, dark black hair, like Fulligan. 
and then exactly the same shade of black lipstick. It's weird that she's wearing all white. That's not a super gothy thing, but it. You know, she looks like she came straight off the set of Billy Idol's White Wedding. Is that a is that a, a Billy Idol song? John, listeners will find that uh, that music video embedded on our blog www.beingjimdavis.com. Not a big Billy Idol fan, but I've got to say, White Wedding, pretty good song. Pretty good song. Billy Hi. Idol, I think, is kind of a fraud. I never thought he was really... And look, look. It's not to me... It's not for me to determine what is and isn't punk. Well, maybe it is. I think we can both agree, John, that it's up to the two of us on our daily Garfield Recap podcast to make judgments about what is and isn't punk. I'm fine with everything being punk. I don't I, Billy I don't Idol, get this like to me did not impulse seem to to get things like punk. Why can't I can't everything be punk, you know? Maybe but everything's punk. White Wedding, pretty good song, pretty fun video. Also also naturally some very <laughs> um Very uncomfortable male-female dynamics in the in the video White Wedding, but I mean, it's not really a surprise, right? Mm. It's a music video. I mean, what? I, yeah, honestly. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. You're asking if I'm surprised to hear that? No, I'm not surprised to hear that. No, it's a good song though. I think that's one of the only songs that's really suited to Billy Idol's voice of the songs he sang, because he's got kind of like a breathy crooner voice. He sounds okay. sort of like Bing Crosby or something. It just doesn't hmm. seem doesn't seem suited to the. Uh... Okay, whatever. It's a Garfield. Why are we talking about Billy Idol? I don't know. Well, it's just we got to talk about something. You want to talk okay. about Garfield all the time? John, <laughs> you know I do. Uh... John, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. John, Garfield, Odie, Lyman, Nermal, Arlene, Irma, Liz, Pookie, Doc Boy. How the fuck do you even remember all these uninteresting characters? But you so totally do. You can support the program by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Hey, why not visit our blog at www.beingjimdavis.com where you can watch Billy Idol's video, White Wedding, or leave us a comment, email info at beingjimdavis.com, complaints and corrections to can't remember. Who did we have on last week? Blake. 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 Blake at sorry, Blake. Blake at being Jim Davis. It's been a long week, Blake. I'm really sorry. You were a you were a fabulous guest. We both enjoyed having you just on. Just edit. Just edit. Just edit that out. No, not gonna do it. Blake knows <laughs> I don't edit anything out. Blake at beingjimdavis.com. If you think Blake was not a fabulous guest, that's a correction and a complaint. You're gonna want to <laughs> send that to Blake at beingjimdavis.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Being Jim Davis or follow me at The Chris Winter. And you can follow me at Inscrutable Taco. But it is not recommended. And I, I do not tweet. Thanks for listening, you bunch of animals. We'll catch you next time. I can tell you a very uninteresting story about how my phone crashed yesterday. It was turned on properly and I had to like reboot the whole thing to its factory settings and reinstall it. Twitter on there right now. It's very boring.